0: Hey, Coyotes fans, and welcome to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Lockdown On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Richard Morin, coming to you on Monday, February 17th, uh, just hours after the Coyotes dispatched. Uh, the New York Islanders 2-1 to at Gila River Arena. Of course, it was a, a matinee contest in Glendale. So coming to you, a little a little nighttime podcast action here. Uh, after that, Coyotes win their second in a row, their first win streak uh, since the New Year's season. So uh, that, that kind of stretch between New Year's Eve and, and January 7th was uh, the season-long four-game win streak for the Coyotes. That was their last uh, that was their last stretch of consecutive wins until uh, this homestand where the Coyotes took care of the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders. Two very impressive wins for the Coyotes. So, coming to you with a little bit of a, a nighttime reaction here to those two games. So, shout out to my nighttime listeners. I know a lot of you are going to be uh, tuning in Wednesday, uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday uh, morning on your Tuesday commute. So, uh, shout outs to you guys as well. Thanks for joining us here, Locked On uh, Coyotes. You can hear us uh, anywhere you get your podcast. We are. Uh, Free to listen on uh, whether that's Megaphone, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, uh, you name it. You can also listen to us, sports.azcentral.com. That's where I cover the Coyotes uh, in print and video format as well. So if you feel like you just can't get enough of me, you can uh, catch me over there as well. But of course, we're here talking Coyotes. And really, I think think the main thing, my main takeaway right now is, is that the Coyotes may finally be taking flight. I think they may finally be hitting that stride and, and going on that big run that they have needed all season. And really, all teams in the Pacific Division, all teams that are still in this race, have been looking for this break. They've all been looking for the same thing. They need to go on a run. And granted, it does seem like a couple of Pacific Division teams and a couple of uh, card teams, the Nashville Predators included, um Are finding their stride right now they're playing very good hockey but I think right now it's so imperative and that that makes it more imperative right when the teams around you start winning you better start winning too or you're not going anywhere in the standings and really for the Coyotes it's been uh you know a a lot of mediocrity but you know they kind of have been saved by the fact that a lot of other teams around them are also experiencing that same kind of mediocrity so I think for the Coyotes obviously makes it even more even more imperative for them to be winning games right now because the other teams around them are are winning games and they need to make sure they keep i mean right now uh coming to you before the end of the vancouver canucks game um but right now uh the coyotes are two points out of first place yes they're still in that second wild card spot that last wild card spot in the western conference but just two points out of uh, of first place as I speak to you right now. That might be three or four points by the time you guys listen to this. But still, within striking distance, and I think that's really the main thing. There's two big wins against the Capitals and Islanders. It would have been really easy for the Coyotes to lose both of those games, in my opinion capitals entered the game as as the best road team in the nhl and i thought the coyotes played one of their best games of the year auntie ranta was fantastic and the coyotes got a really big win and then the matinee against the islanders i thought was interesting for you know maybe another reason and that was really just i thought auntie ranta played played well again but coyotes played really well defensively they were real tight and the islanders played a really good game i thought they seemed a little snake bitten um kind of seemed like it was a little bit challenging for them at times to put the puck in the net to hit a lot of posts but uh the Coyotes were were lifting sticks they were boxing guys out and kind of just doing those little things and those details that Rick Tockett talks about uh, and that that was really the key for me and I think again you, you you look at those look at the details and look at all four lines I mean you're, you're starting to see that Clayton Keller line Keller Schmaltz and Kessel you know they're moving their feet they're producing Clayton Keller scored his first goal since January 4th uh, on Monday and then you just have those little things right you kind of have um kind of have those those little moments and and those kind of uh reactions uh that kind of show you that the coyotes are are really starting to hit on all cylinders right now and those are all the ingredients that I think we're looking for in the coyotes finding finally hitting that big run that we've been waiting for them to to get on finally hit that big run and I asked Rick Tockett after Monday's game do you feel like this team is finally about to go on that run this was his answer after Monday's game, Rick, two two big wins here against two teams that are pretty good on the road, and I mean, how, how are you feeling at this point? Do you feel like you might be starting to build something and get on that run that I know you've been looking to get on this year?
1: Yeah, I just you know, I, I just um, I, you know, even the last couple weeks, i have like, you know we had our moments, but I, like I told you guys, I thought you know, we, we played pretty well. You know, we've got to grab some points. Obviously, there's a couple of periods here and there that I know it's sour taste, like I said last game, but um, I like the way we we didn't break. You know, we, we were. You know, like the, the, listen, the Islanders—the the, the reason why the Islanders are successful is that they're comfortable with their own skin. I felt the last two games, especially, uh, we were comfortable with who we are, and then, uh, we have to just maintain that. We have to have 21 guys, one guys believe in that. You know, you can't have four or five guys trying to push the envelope somewhere else. And I didn't feel that the last couple of games.
0: What about ten, uh, this afternoon's effort? I was going to say tonight. I mean, yeah. it's kind of an or- or- orthodox start time for your guys too. How did you feel like they responded?
1: Really good. You know, you're always concerned. You know, coming off the road, you know, emotional against Washington it was an emotional game, a playoff style game, and then you're always worried. You know, giving the day off yesterday, and they responded. You know, um, and, and they held it together. So, a lot. Of-
0: so, those were some of Rick Tockett's comments after Monday's game, and I thought that they were really interesting. I mean, I think Rick kind of understands where his team is at right now he understands what his team needs to do and he understands all of those little things and I think the players do too and you ask the players and I asked Connor Garland um straight up the 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 same exact question uh I wanted to know do you feel like this team is finally hitting the stride because we've talked so so much we've talked all season um about these things and about hitting your stride and, and everything that this team needs to do in order to take that next step this was what Connor Garland had to say about the very same subject building something here, just a momentum maybe going on that run that you guys need. Yeah, obviously we struggled for a little bit there and I think all teams struggle throughout the year and you know, we just want to you know, put an end to it. And, you know, we played we played uh, the style we want. In um, a lot of those games, too, we just didn't get the results. So it's nice uh, to finally get the result, especially against big teams like that. I know sustainability is something you guys talk about, having all 21 guys going at one time. I feel like you've, you know, maybe with the exception of those two periods in Ottawa, been able to put together that effort consistently lately. Yeah, for sure. I think... Uh, you know, all four teams on the road trip are good teams, and then obviously these two tonight. Um, you know, the last the last two teams here. So when we play, like I think, said, twenty one guys are playing, and um, you know we just start clicking, and I think uh, a couple of lines are feeling it now, so that's good. And, you know, we just got to keep playing. We got big games coming up, so we just got to keep playing our way, and you know don't uh, you know don't go back to the way we were so you guys can obviously see a a lot of parallels between what rick tockett is saying um and and what and what connor garland is saying right there's a lot there's a lot of similarities there is a lot of parallels there's a lot um there's a lot of common ground in terms of 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 what what's being said And, and the coyotes are i think in a position right now where talk is cheap right at this point in the season you're in a tight playoff race and right now yeah, you're close to first place, but you're also hanging by a thread in terms of your spot. That's how close a lot of teams are. We're gonna take a quick break here on Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. When we come back we'll be talking about what the coyotes need to keep doing. How do they sustain this level of play? We'll be talking about that and much more when we come back. All right, and welcome back here to Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am your host, Richard Morin. It's sort of an an interesting interesting dynamic whenever I come to you guys right after a game has ended. I'm coming to you right after the Islanders, uh, I'm sorry, the Coyotes 2-1 win over the Islanders. On Monday, and I think I, they kind of had the same situation before the All Star break when the Coyotes played the Oilers up in Edmonton, where I came to you right after the game. Kind of a reactionary podcast. Of course, that one was a lot more negative than this one because the Coyotes were in a real dark place um, after that game. And I think right now, you can make a case the Coyotes are in their brightest spot of the season right now. They have a lot of guys producing, not many passengers. And of course, Auntie Ron, not only is Auntie Ron playing well, but Darcy Kemper is skating with the team and uh he should be returning i'm I'm guessing if he's skating he's got to be uh you know getting pretty close to nearing a return again of course uh suffered a setback uh back in montreal so still not exactly sure when he's going to see some game time i talked to john chica about that earlier this week and uh that was before uh kemper got back on the ice and he was on the ice um on on uh saturday's morning skate before the uh the washington capitals game kemper was on the ice and so I think I talked to Chike on Friday, and uh, Chike still wasn't sure if Kemper was going to be able to to practice. wasn't sure the, the timetable, but uh, certainly bodes well um, that Kemper was able to get on the ice. So, but I think this is the time of year, and you know maybe a, a lot of people soured on Ranta, or a lot of people maybe didn't have a ton of faith in Antti Ranta, weren't quite sure, uh, you know, if he had the longevity, if he had the, the the capacity to to do what the Coyotes needed him to do. Because let's face it, you know the Coyotes really only scored two two goals against the capitals or the third was an empty netter so you're kind of not really counting that one in terms of uh you know the competitive goals that were scored in the game two and then in uh the islanders game it was another two goals so two goals and two goals uh that's not going to win you a ton of games but the coyotes have been getting really really good goaltending for monte ranta and that's been allowing them to, to keep the edge in these games even against really good teams and that was the formula I think we were seeing with Darcy Kemper, right? That was the formula that we were seeing when Kemper was healthy. The Coyotes could score two goals and get away with it. The Coyotes are a very, very, very good team uh, when they score three goals. Actually, a really good number um, that Alex Kinkopf put out with the Arizona Coyotes. I'm going to pull it up here for you guys in a second. But he did some research to, to try and find out how much better are the Coyotes when they score three goals in a game, just, just how much uh, of an advantage – does that really give the Coyotes? And it was really, really interesting to see um, what what Alex was able to come up with. He the he put he put out a tweet. He's uh, at A.E. Kingoff on Twitter. Uh, he writes the sought after three goal mark always a point of emphasis. It seems to often be the win loss dividing line, and for the Yotes, it's been just that. They're twenty nine four and three when scoring three or more goals, including overtime this season. Their overall record, of course, prior to tonight's game twenty nine. 24 and 8 one number is the same so that was actually Monday was the first time the Coyotes registered a win scoring less than three goals so as much as you want to say yeah it was a similar formula where you know the goaltending was kind of bailing out the Coyotes offense not really because all of the Coyotes win wins came when they scored three goals And, you know, this kind of also counts for the Capitals game, right? Because that's technically a three-goal game, so this doesn't apply to the Capitals game, but it does apply to the Islanders game, a 2-1 win. The first time the Coyotes were able to win a game uh, scoring just two goals, including overtime. So I think that's a really interesting note that Alex put out there, and I think it becomes even more interesting as we see here uh, when you look at Uh, what the Coyotes were able to do on Monday. We're going to take another quick break here on Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, be talking more about what the Coyotes need to do to keep sustaining this. How do they keep going? And how do they, they, I think right now they're on the runway. They're going the desired, uh, you know, the desired speed. Wings are up. They got lift off, but how do they keep going? How do they really ascend here uh, in the playoff race? We'll be talking about that and much more when we come back after this. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Coyotes. I am Richard Morn, of course, coming to you guys after the uh, the win over the Islanders by the Coyotes. Uh, and I think the other thing I really want to mention here is Connor Garland scoring his 20th goal uh, of the season. You heard from Connor uh, earlier on in the program about the Coyotes maybe taking flight here, finally hitting their stride that we've been talking about. It is funny because I was talking that my first podcast I did, the first episode we did of Lockdown Coyotes was about when are the Coyotes finally going to go on a run because they haven't had many win streaks this year they had that four gamer uh like i said right around the turn of uh of of the calendar to 2020 but that was their first uh this was their first consecutive win first set of consecutive wins since then it's been a lot of mediocrity for the coyotes of late and not to say they haven't played well or maybe they maybe they've deserved deserved a better fate in some of those games but that's just the reality of the situation. It just hasn't been there for the Coyotes. They haven't been getting those results. Um, you know, I thought they played a really two really good games against two really good teams and got two really important wins, two points in both of those games. Now they got to go out on the road. They got to keep it going, and it's not going to get easier for them. They got the Dallas Stars and St. Louis Blues and a back-to-back on the road. That's really tough. But it's nothing new for the Coyotes. This is a, a schedule they're used to by now. And then they come back home, and oh yeah, you got the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, you got, a, I mean, maybe a little bit of a, of a break with the with the Panthers and Sabres, but the Coyotes have shown that they're able to hang with those tough teams. It's the teams like the Sabres that have really given the Coyotes trouble. Not the Sabres specifically, but teams like the Sabres. Look at what they did in Ottawa. They've The Coyotes, for whatever reason, have just kind of struggled against less than stellar talent. And whenever they're packed into a corner, that seems to be when the Coyotes are doing their best work, which sort of does explain why we're seeing this run of success from the Coyotes all of a sudden, because now you're looking at a team that absolutely had to win these games. And if they didn't win these games, who knows where they'd be right now? Who knows how far? I mean, I mean, you could just do the math. I mean, they'd be outside the playoff picture, no doubt. And the Coyotes, they responded. They were backed into a wall, and they came back. And it seems like whenever the Coyotes have been you know, given any kind of breathing room and they, they get a lead or uh, in the standings and, and they're just a little bit comfortable, boom, all of a sudden they're back down and they're no longer comfortable. It's like they're not comfortable being comfortable. And uh, it seems like the Coyotes do their best work when they're uncomfortable, when the odds are against them and they're backed against a wall and it's do or die, the Coyotes do. But if it's just do or do, the Coyotes find a way to don't, if that makes any sense. So uh, I don't know if that's a sustainable model for the Coyotes, but, you know, at the very least, I think it can teach them a little bit of character. I think it teaches them to perform under pressure because in every playoff game, it is do or die. It's not do or do. Every game is do or die. Um, and maybe that will bode well for the Coyotes if they do get into the playoffs, and maybe it'll bode well for the Coyotes and those uh, – important games that we're expecting the Coyotes to be playing in March um and and down the stretch as they try to grab one of those wild card spots or perhaps finish in the top three in the Pacific I think all of those games are going to be extremely important the Coyotes still play the Vancouver Canucks three more times each one of those games is going to have a do-or-die feel to it. You have to think that based on what the Coyotes have been able to do this year, they're going to show up for that game because there's been very few important games that the Coyotes haven't showed up for. The one, I, the only one I can think of is that Edmonton game before the All-Star break. That was a really important game that the Coyotes didn't show up for. Other than that, there haven't been many no-shows for big games against big opponents. Most of the Coyotes' no-shows or less-than-stellar performances have really come against uh, underwhelming teams, so... I think that's that's really been my main takeaway uh, with the Coyotes so far. And I think, how do they keep this sustainable? How do they keep it going? I just think y- you need to find a way to keep all, all 21 guys moving, right? I mean, I think there's been a lot of games where you've had four or five passengers. There's been a lot of games where maybe you haven't had good goaltending. And I know that's a lot to ask for, but it's just the way the Coyotes are built. I think what you've seen over the last... Honestly, I'll say several games because I think only part of that Ottawa game was really bad. But I think the Coyotes played really well in Boston, in Montreal, in in Toronto for parts of that Ottawa game, and then both home games. Uh, that's six. That's six games of almost consistent, you know, play. I mean, really, it was really consistent. Maybe just one, one or two periods that the Coyotes didn't like, and then I say if you can go five and a half games playing that way maybe you have something there maybe you really have something there maybe that's what you need to take that next step maybe that's what you need uh to to sort of get that groove and find that rhythm and hit that stride that we just haven't seen the Coyotes hit. But we'll see if they can keep it going against some tough opponents on the road. Of course, we'll be coming to you with a brand new podcast after uh, those two games on the road wrap up, and we'll preview uh, the big, tall task at hand the Coyotes are going to have uh, when the Tampa Bay Lightning come to town. But that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, I've been Richard Morn for Lockdown Coyotes, and I'll talk to you guys next time.